Amazing. Alrighty. Um, hello and welcome to episode two of the Mind of Our Own podcast. Um, my very special guest today is Izzy Stanfield. Um, I was very lucky to meet Iz through the run club that um, my partner Jai started here on the Gold Coast called the Salt Social. Um, and we have gotten to know Izzy over the past six months. Now Izzy is a Victorian girl. She loves all things travel, movement, health and wellness and is currently in her second year of studying naturopathy. I'm very excited to have her here on the podcast today um, and just dive into her world a little more with you all. Izzy, thank you for joining. <laughs> thank you for having me. I'm so excited to be chatting to you. Of course. Um, now, I know we kind of touched on the main topics that I wanted to dive into with you today, um, but let's start with you moving from Victoria here to the Gold Coast. Basically, I want to know your why, how you found the transition um, in terms of building relationships. Um, yeah, let me know how it's been. Um, yeah, so essentially, I finished high school in 2020. Mm-hmm. Um so amidst all the COVID dramas yeah. and I'd always dreamed of taking a gap year and going overseas but couldn't really do that. So instead I packed everything in my car and set off on a bit of an adventure, ended up road tripping for the full year um, up the east coast of Australia and ended up the year in Gold Coast and I'd never really thought of it as a place to live. Mm-hmm. Um, I, yeah, I was shocked to find such a community here um, and then kind of went home for Christmas and within two months I'd moved myself up and started my uni degree. So it all happened very fast, um, but I love it here. It's just such a warm, happy environment and everyone's just so inspired in their life. I think it's a really great place to spend my kind of uni years. Um, In terms of adjusting and meeting people, I think the first couple months were definitely rough. I think It's easy to meet people, but to establish real connections is what takes time. Mm -hmm. Um, But definitely Salt Social was such a massive part of Mm -hmm. feeling like I'd found my kind of family away from home. Um, And yeah, just getting to that point where I started to call Gold Coast home instead of Victoria home. Mm -hmm. So that was when I really felt like I had my people and I had my support crew and yeah, just really fell in love with life up here and... Yeah, I'm really, really loving it and I can definitely see myself finishing out the next couple of years of my degree here and yeah, yeah into the future. <laughs> no, that's awesome. I can I can see on your face how much you've enjoyed it and are enjoying it here um, and watching you build relationship just from an outside perspective has been really cool. Um, I know that a lot of uh, the girls that you've connected really well with have been um, from meeting them at salt so that's been very special to watch um and it makes me happy to know that you're happy definitely so (laughs) grateful for you guys for creating that (laughs) (laughs) thank you um now in terms of i know that coming into something like uh the salt social or even moving from home um on a whim by yourself it's all about breaking out of comfort zones Uh, how do you approach those situations in a way where 
it doesn't become so daunting that you hold yourself back? I think I have somewhat become addicted to that feeling of unknown, <laughs> um, walking into those social situations knowing no one. Um, it's quite exhilarating, I think. Um, but, yeah, just being happy that you're there, not forcing yourself to, you know, start up any conversations that you don't want to be having. Um, and I just think being yourself, being confident, just smiling and, you know, it's surprising how many people are really open to forming new friendships. So, yeah. yeah. Wow, that's really refreshing to hear you call the unknown exhilarating. I've never, <laughs> I've never heard anyone describe it like that before. Um, but thank you for sharing like that. That's really special and um, a mindset I think I'll try and implement myself. <laughs> <laughs> um, now you mentioned that you are here studying. So I know you're in your second year of naturopathy. Is that right? Yes. Awesome. Cool. So did you? Was that something you had? decided you were going to study pretty early on or is it something you kind of fell into like um definitely a long-term kind of long time in the making thing mm -hmm. I since I was about 13 I've been pretty into health yep. um trying to weigh up between nutrition or um just basically anything in the health field but I kind of stumbled across naturopathy through personal experience going to a naturopath and just kind of seeing the power of natural medicine, herbal medicine um, and just a holistic approach to health rather than a conventional medicine um, kind of way. And yeah, by the time I was probably 16, I'd made the choice and thankfully was able to continue feeling that passion through the last years of high school and focus on the science subjects and um, yeah, kind of finish high school with that sense of direction that I know a lot of people finish not having yeah. um but yeah always on the cards for me <laughs> yeah no that's really cool and you're right um high school is a tricky one for most and coming out of it without a sense of direction is quite confronting I know I experienced it I know a lot of people who experienced it and I also know people who have gone years in years of studying and come out with a degree that they've realized they didn't even want so exactly to hear your passion for it is is really nice um in terms of now I know you're only in your second year and it's early days but in terms of your goals and visions for when you're finishing what does naturopathy hold for you like what is your purpose behind this I think um end goal is to be my own boss have my own business just have that freedom and flexibility to be able to you know practice how I want to practice and also just um, ability to you know take time off travel make my own work hours that's probably the goal yeah. but yeah just have a space where people can come and you know receive the help they need and focus on optimizing their health rather than um, you know feeling like I find the medical system is often quite um, depressing almost mm -hmm. it's almost like they're just trying to solve your symptoms rather than fix the actual issue so yeah. Yeah, really looking forward to just creating a space where people can come to feel their best. And yeah. Yeah. Is that something you quite enjoy, getting to know people? and Definitely, yeah. yeah diving into the why, I think, mm. really fascinates me, just being a little investigator in their health. Yeah. <laughs> no, I love Always that. helping my friends out. <laughs> yeah, of course. And they've probably come to question come to you with questions all the time definitely yeah <laughs> and I love seeing all the um the educational content that you put out um 
on your social media as well, like the one about the savoury breakfast. Yeah. I was like, yes, and now I feel like <laughs> eggs and zucchini. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, a bit of fun. I try not to overdo it, but no. it's definitely fun to kind of share share what I'm learning and mm. just inspire people. Is this recipe development something that you dabble in as well? Um, yeah, so when I was about 15, I started my own business doing recipe development and food photography. Wow. Um, yeah, and that kind of took off for a while. I was really into it. Um, I loved that whole side of, you know, creativity in the kitchen. Um, but when I went traveling, I kind of stepped away and haven't really got back into it yet, but definitely something I can see myself doing in the future. Yeah. Entrepreneur from the start. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Have you always been around the kitchen at home? Is that just something that has been? Yeah. Yeah, I grew up, my family always in the kitchen cooking together. Cool. Um, always love food, always, you know, just healthy food as well. So Yeah. yeah. I hear food is my love language. I love being in the kitchen. It's just I find my I find it to be one of the ways that I really love to connect uh, with my family, with my friends. Um, there's always been good memories around that part of the house. That's for sure. Definitely. Um, is there any any areas in within naturopathy that you'd really like to specialize in? Um, I think probably. I mean, it's quite cliche because mm. most naturopaths say this, but female health, yeah. um, hormones, pregnancy. Yeah. I love little babies. Yeah. Um, I contemplated being a midwife before oh my doing naturopathy. So <laughs> if I could kind of incorporate that into it. Yeah, um, yeah but I think just helping young women mm. kind of sort out their hormones is probably what I'm most passionate about. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Is there any reason for those passions? Is it something that um, you enjoy learning about? Yeah, definitely. Um, I've had my own kind of struggles um, after eating issues. I kind of lost my period, mm. learnt so much about balancing hormones, mm. um, you know, still on the whole journey of it all. But definitely I think it's a part of health that not many people really focus on. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I'd just love to be an educator and help young women really sort through that. Mm. It's definitely a conversation I've found um, to still quite uh not necessarily um something that people are on eggshells around but it's not something they openly discuss definitely um so I feel like working towards changing that narrative would be um very empowering for most women Mm -hmm. um and just being able to speak out when they are having issues or reaching out to friends or family or whoever they want to talk to about it just knowing where to go and where to get the resources to find that help um would be awesome so definitely I think also when um you know there's so many people that are just like chucked on the oral contraceptive pill I think um yeah just providing an alternative would yeah. be nice absolutely yeah. are there any alternative approaches that you've found um quite helpful for yourself or s- stuff that you would um suggest to other people um I probably won't talk much on conception just because I'm not qualified yet so I don't want to share any information that might be wrong but I think just really looking at all the options Mm -hmm. um you know not just seeing a doctor for 10 minutes and then being put on a pill that has a lot of side effects um yeah just kind of weighing up your choices and working out what really works for you because obviously for some people it is a great choice but yeah yeah just educating yourself in terms of um, educational resources, is there anything you've come across and be like, wow, that's awesome? Um, a lot of naturopaths share a lot on um, on the pill because it is such a common thing for young women. 
um, I think honestly the amount of research out there these days I'm shocked that it's so widely prescribed um yeah just a lot a lot of Instagram resources people's websites um even research papers just there's a lot out there yeah yeah cool I love that um now in terms of seeing people about uh this particular topic would you recommend nutritionists or uh, gynecologists like what are kind of the avenues that you would um suggest someone explored in terms of um improving their health in this area um in hormonal health any any health any health oh a naturopath definitely i think it's um Kind of the most holistic approach um, in conjunction with seeing a doctor. I think there's definitely a place for both. Um, But yeah, it's nice to get that more holistic view on your health and work on it through all aspects, you know, lifestyle, diet, herbal medicine. There's so many avenues that naturopaths focus on. So yeah, huge advocate for kind of diversifying the health industry. Yeah, the word that stands out for me there is holistic. Mm. Um, and I feel like that's something um, in certain areas of the medical industry that's overlooked, yeah. but it's so important. It's like so important. Rather than finding a cure, you start with the root cause and then go from there. Um, so yeah, no, definitely, definitely a big, big advocate for holistic health on my end mm-hmm. as well. <laughs> um, cool. Anything you're excited for in your studies at the moment? Um, just getting back into it this yeah. month. Um, yeah, excited to dive into the more um, like clinical years as well. So yeah. get out there and really experience it in person rather than just the content. Yeah, cool. Yeah. <laughs> now, you mentioned you had a gap year before you started studying. Is that right? Yes. What did you do? Tell me about it. Um, so the original plan was Europe and Africa and Nepal all in the one year. Maybe a little bit ambitious, <laughs> but that was the plan. Um, I'd had a job since I was 13, saving up for that. Mm. Um, so yeah, gap year had always been definitely on the cards and then kind of COVID hit, couldn't go overseas. It, um, took me a while to come to terms with the fact that I was trapped in Australia, but I ended up deciding to still take a gap year and just road tripped up the East coast of Australia. Mm. Um, so my family and I built out my little car so it's just an SUV it's not a van or anything so many people think I own a van because of what I've done but um yeah it's got a bed and some drawers and just like a little kitchen set up awesome um set off up the east coast and just no plans no time restraints and found myself um living in Noosa for a while uh worked in a hostel in exchange for accommodation so I was living with all these international backpackers (laughs) um People would kind of meet me and like, what are you doing in a hostel in Australia? You're Australian. (laughs) But such an experience. Um, I did my dive course so I can scuba dive to 30 metres, which was so much fun. Um, Just surfed a lot, spent a lot of time in the sun. It was, yeah, a really beautiful year. Has surfing always been a passion of yours? Yeah, massively. My whole family surfs. Okay, cool. Yeah. When did you start? Um, oh, probably when I was like three or something. Yeah. <laughs> so always been near the water? Yes. Cool. Massive part of my life, definitely. Where was your favourite spot that you stopped? Um, probably Noosa, I would yeah. say. Yeah. I fell in love with it there. It feels like a second home. Um, just the surf, the people. It's just such a relaxing environment. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, it's gorgeous. I can definitely, definitely second that. Noosa is a spot for sure. Um, 
you're quite passionate about your travels as well and I know that you've just gotten back from a very special adventure <laughs> yes <laughs> Everest Base Camp mm-hmm. how was it it was incredible mm-hmm. honestly one of the most amazing things I've ever done in my life such a journey is how I would describe it a journey <laughs> yeah definitely yeah. I remember you telling me um, that it had been something that was kind of always on your radar. Mm-hmm. What was that moment when you were like, yes, I'm going to do it? Um, I remember at the start of last year, I was researching Nepal because it's always been on my travel list. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was researching hikes that I could do. And um, yeah, Everest Base Camp kind of popped up and I was like, oh, like maybe I'll do that. And then kind of second-guessed myself and was like, no, Izzy, you don't need to do that. That's a bit too crazy for you. (laughs) And then a couple months later, um, I met a new friend, Georgia, um, and I mentioned that I'd wanted to do it and we just kind of had this moment where she was like, I've always wanted to do it. And then together we were just like, no, you know what, let's just book it. So within a month from then we'd booked and then started training and, yeah, it all happened very fast, but um, it was such an exciting time. Yeah. What did training look like for you? Um, so I was training at an altitude gym called Elevation in Burley, um, which would definitely recommend. That was super helpful. I was also running a lot, um, doing speed sessions with Salt Social. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, just getting as fit as I possibly could, really, um, which was kind of fun. I definitely, before I left, I was the fittest I've ever been. Awesome. Um, yeah, ran my first half marathon before I left, um, yeah, it kind of blew my own mind with how fit I could get and then, yeah, set off and felt quite good on the hike. That's awesome. And it sounded like it um, it helped out a lot in terms of the hike up and the hike down. You, I remember you saying to me that you just felt so at home at within the altitude. It was like you just wanted to keep going and going and going. Definitely. I think um, obviously the fitter you are, the more you'll enjoy it, mm. but I will say I don't think you have to be like some crazy fitness person. I don't want to intimidate people from (laughs) doing it. I think um, anyone would be capable. Mm. Um, But yeah, I did. I felt really at home in the mountains. I think um, for some reason my body was able to really cope with altitude. Honestly, I think that's just luck, just physiology. (laughs) Um, But yeah, I, I really just love it. Now, you said you wanted to summit a smaller peak while you were up there. Unfortunately, you ran out of time. Mm-hmm. Um, any plans to go back? Definitely, yeah. So it was kind of heartbreaking to be acclimatised to 5,500 metres so well and then kind of walk away from that without going further. Um, but I just, you know, I didn't know how I was going to go with just the Everest Base Camp trek, so didn't want to plan too much ahead. Yeah, of course. Um, but yeah, I would definitely be back one day for sure. What was the, what was the highlight of that trip for you? Um, highlight would probably be seeing the mountains. Um, I have read so much and listened so much and watched so much about, you know, Everest and just Nepal in general. Mm -hmm. Um, and I think, yeah, being that close to the mountains was just awe-inspiring it was just so beautiful I remember one day we did this um, acclimatization trek and we saw this incredible rainbow that comes about from moisture above a mountain Um, not a normal rainbow it's Mm. in no way like an arch Um, but it was above a mountain called Ama de Blam I may be pronouncing it wrong but (laughs) um, 
yeah, the most beautiful thing I've ever seen. It was just incredible. What did it explain it for us who obviously have no idea what this moisture rainbow looks like? What are the yeah. colors like? What is it? So it's like um, translucent, wispy clouds, mm. but rainbow in color. And it's all around the peak of this mountain that's, um, I think, Armadablam is somewhere in the, like, 7,000 metres okay, tall. Cool. Um, I don't think it's an 8,000, but, yeah, it's just incredible. And you're standing at the base of that mountain looking up at it. Yeah. Um, yeah. Definitely <laughs> recommend Googling that. Yeah. <laughs> all of those listening, I'm going to after this. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> no, that's awesome. Uh, lowest moment up there. Lowest moment. Um... That's a hard one. And there doesn't have to be one either. Yeah. I think obviously there was definitely challenges, mm. um, but I, like I didn't – I think the only time I cried was when my phone camera yeah. smashed oh, because of the altitude. No. It had a stress, fra- stress fracture. Oh, wow. And it got like a bubble in it. Yeah, right. Um, so I cried about that because I couldn't <laughs> take photos. <laughs> but aside from that, I loved every second. Yeah. I cool. think probably the most scary point um, – like turn the question away is um the flight out of Lukla um I've told you about it before Lance but yeah our guide had just finished telling us how the planes don't fly in cloud because you can't see where the mountains are Mm. um and Lukla is the most dangerous airport in the world for those that don't know it's actually titled that it's not just people (laughs) say it um and so we kind of ran out onto the tarmac and jumped into this little shoebox airplane that they don't turn off when it pulls in. You just kind of, everyone jumps out and the next batch jumps in. Yeah. Um, took off into thick cloud and, yeah, we, you know, we'd just been finished um, hearing about how you can't fly in clouds. So there was definitely some nervous, nervous glances. Yeah. Um, my heart definitely dropped yeah. at that moment. Because at this point you guys couldn't see anything, right? No, yeah. nothing. Um, and that runway is just so short. So you kind of go from zero to a hundred and then slightly like drop off the end of it and then just bunny hop up into the <laughs> air and then yeah straight into the cloud but you know we made it back to Kathmandu safely and yeah. then the lady next to me threw up like five times oh. as soon as we landed yeah. so quite the end of the trip I would definitely. say <laughs> especially being exhausted from such a hike definitely yeah two weeks in the mountains oh. with poor food it was definitely <laughs> <laughs> what was the food like oh it was horrible um Oh, it wasn't horrible. It was just, I love fruit and veg and, you know, I love to eat balanced meals. Yes. And, um, yeah, it was a lot of rice and potatoes and oats. Yeah, um, I luckily took um, some protein bars mm-hmm. um, and I also took, like, kind of a greens nutritional oh, powder. Nice. Um, I truly think those two things saved me. Yeah. Because, um, yeah, when you're exercising 10 hours a day um, at altitude, you know, the amount of energy that you're using – it's almost impossible to refuel how you should be yeah. when you only have access to certain foods Absolutely. in the tea houses. But, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, I mean, what was the sleeping conditions like? Um, yeah, so you sleep in tea houses, mm-hmm. which are little local houses, um, and they cook for you, which is really beautiful. Wow. Kind of get to immerse yourself in their culture. Um, one of the nights – so we were the trek goes for, like, two weeks, mm-hmm. but – one of the nights we stayed in a man's house who had summited Everest, I think it was 13 times. Wow. Um, and, yeah, just chatting to him, it was incredible to hear his stories yeah. and even just meet someone that has summited Everest. Of course. Um, yeah. Did you learn anything when you were staying with him that you 
didn't know previously? Um, I mean, I'm a bit of an Everest nerd. I've kind of done all <laughs> the research, so not really. But um, it was just amazing to hear firsthand his experience and, you know, just to be in person, mm. face-to-face with him. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Did he leave you with any tips or tricks? Um, he was a man of few words, yeah. I think. Um, obviously, there was a language barrier. Mm. Um, but, yeah, he was definitely a wise man. That's awesome. Yeah, he's retired now. So okay, so yeah. no, more, no more summiting. <laughs> no, <first>. he just <laughs> runs the tea house. <laughs> just, just runs it. <laughs> yeah, he yeah. cooked us dinner, though, so that was nice. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. Were there many other people on the mountain with you? Um, no, so we went in December, which is off season. Okay. Um, which was, was that by choice? By choice, but also based around uni. Okay. Um, so just kind of went when we could. Mm. Um, but it was very cold at that time of year. Mm. So that's why no one was really around. There okay. was definitely other trekkers, but compared to peak season, it was pretty empty. Pros and cons, um, I imagine. Yeah. I think it was just incredible to see it, mm. um, when it's not busy, um, but also, yeah, to deal with temperatures up to like negative 20, you know, yeah. frozen water bottles, frozen toilets, oh. a whole lot. Oh my gosh. What, <laughs> did, what did your gear list look like? Um, a lot of thermals, mm-hmm. um, you know, hiking pants, a lot of layers. So you've kind of got like your thermal base layer and then your fleece and then raincoat, puffer, just so you're able to kind of adjust your temperature yeah. accordingly. Um, but yeah, packed very light as well because you you know don't have a lot of room yeah of course <laughs> how, yeah. how many kilos were you able to take was it 10 10 kilos yeah yep. yeah not a lot of room when you got all those nervous no <laughs> thankfully we didn't have to carry food and stuff like okay. that so that was helpful yeah yeah or bedding <laughs> yeah of course yeah um when do you think you'll head back um originally I thought I would go this year mm. but now I've kind of come up with different plans so yeah, hopefully at some point in the next couple of years I'll be back and Doing some real mountaineering. <laughs> <laughs> real mountaineering. Yeah. <laughs> I think base camp definitely qualifies for <laughs> mountaineering. Um, no, awesome. For anyone who's thinking about doing base camp, do you have any uh, kind of advice you'd give? Or if you could give yourself some advice before you left for the trip, what would it be? I think it would be um, stress less. Mm. I think obviously it's a serious thing. Um, you know, altitude is no joke, but I also think that you know, you've got a guide with you. So there's always going to be some, there, someone there with you just like helping you along the way. They're, they're experts in their fields. So, you know, if you show up with a good attitude and somewhat level of fitness, then I think you'll be fine. I love that. Yeah. <laughs> now I know you've got some exciting plans. You're taking off in July, is that right? Yeah, going to Europe and then Africa. Yeah. So. Big plans for the year. <laughs> Finally <laughs> living out those gap year fantasies. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's awesome. I'm glad you've held on to them and you're chasing after them now. Definitely. Do you have to take any time off uni to do that? Yeah, so I'm planning to defer for um, the second semester of this year. Okay, cool. Yeah. Exciting times. I know. Where yeah. in Europe are you hitting first? Um, so I fly into Greece. Okay. Yeah, cool. but no plans really. I'm only going to plan the first week or so and then yeah, wow. see where I end up. <laughs> Love it. How long in Europe? Um, just about three months and then cool. go to Africa for a while as well and yeah. then maybe back to Europe, we'll see. Yeah, wow. <laughs> yeah. So just an open-ended ticket. Yeah, yes. I'm definitely not booking a return flight, that's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> no, I love that. I love that so much. Um, I remember when um, Jai and I did our trip to Europe, we booked a return flight and as soon as we got our visas, we were like, okay, we don't know when we're coming home, we'll keep this flight just in case, but ultimately definitely. ended up extending the trip. Yeah. Yep. Best way to do it. Totally. <laughs> <laughs> now, 
I did have a question about travel for you that kind of gives me a little insight into your why. It's like, I just want to know what excites you most about traveling. Like, why are you so passionate about seeing the world? I think um, I really love culture. Mm. I'm someone that needs a lot of change in my life quite often. Um, Just kind of never sitting still. So I think travel kind of provides me with that outlet of change and just adventure. And then I kind of can come back and feel refreshed and ready to settle down for a few months before I jet off again (laughs) somewhere else. Um, And it's that unknown, isn't it? It is. Yeah, Yeah, I'm addicted to the unknown. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's a massive, massive passion of mine. And yeah, yeah, hopefully can continue to travel around the world for a long time. (laughs) I love it. It's um, now, I know that movement is a big part of your life as well. Uh, surfing, running, any other forms that you like? Um, yeah, surfing and running are probably my main two. I love Pilates. Yeah. Um, dabble in a bit of yoga when I'm feeling like it. Yeah, cool. Um, but just any form of movement, I think, is massively important, mm. just physically and mentally. Just mm. makes me feel good and, um, yeah, just health as well. I just yeah. look after your health. Yeah. Oh preach it (laughs) yeah no that's awesome I know you're always around the beach is it is it one of those places where you can kind of truly be yourself definitely I think um I think I would almost say nature or the beach is Mm. my religion you know like a sunset or a sunrise or a surf is that's just where I feel most myself most at home uh, most relaxed yeah talk me through your ideal day ideal day or um I would say either a morning run or surf um followed by or after sunrise (laughs) um and then just delicious breakfast Mm. um maybe a hike in the middle of the day somewhere to a waterfall or something like that um just anything in nature anything good food anything good people just yeah just living life (laughs) (laughs) is there anything you want to kind of tick off um around here on the Gold Coast before you jet off um I'm pretty happy just um enjoying the next four or so months um yeah just you know enjoying my friendships Mm. knuckling down with uni a bit saving up some more money um yeah, I think I'm pretty happy to just be stay put here for a while. <laughs> you got to spend some time at home over Christmas, I know. I did, yeah. yeah. So got back on Christmas Eve from Nepal. Awesome. And then spent Christmas at home and worked full time over January just to save up some money and yeah. then back up here for Feb. <laughs> cool. Yeah. Sounds like you had a great balance and yep. now it's just getting ready to go. Definitely. Yeah. Cool. So much to do. <laughs> <laughs> no, I love that. Um, well, yeah, that was basically everything that I wanted to touch on with you today is so I want to open the floor up to you is there anything you kind of want to put out to the world while we're here today um god I don't know (laughs) put me on the spot I know I did didn't um (laughs) I would say just um sounds cliche but live your youth I think so many people are so worried about money and settling down and you know, starting their career. But in the end, you've got your whole life to work a full-time job. I think, um, yeah, while you're young, you might as well just enjoy the fact that you have no commitments, Mm. um, a lot less, yeah, ties to life. So just get out there and enjoy it. Travel when you can, meet new people. Um, 
and just yeah don't let your fears hold you back because anything's possible <laughs> absolutely that's yeah. really special yes thank you appreciate it mm. it's been an absolute pleasure to have you here today and to sit down get to know you some more thank you so much for having of me course. <laughs> so um, excited to be a guest yeah <laughs> yeah no I'd love to have you back as soon as you're you're back on the Gold Coast all your travels away <laughs> and we can dive into more of what Europe and Africa is going to be like. I'm so excited for you. Thank you. Um, and just, yeah, watching the way you live your life is inspiring. Um, it reminds me to just, like you say, stress less, <laughs> live your youth, be exhilarated by the unknown. <laughs> That'll be everything that I'm talking <laughs> from today. Yeah, that's the takeaway. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The unknown is exhilarating. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, no, epic. For anyone that wants to um, follow along with Izza's journey, she has a beautiful page on Instagram called The Sunny Life. Um, sunny as an S-U-N-N-I. Um, she posts a lot of her travel, um, a bit of naturopathy content as well. So if you want to jump on and just follow along, I'd highly recommend it. Um, but, yeah. That's, that's all we've got for you today. Again, Is thank you so much. Thank you. And thank you for creating this space. It's such a beautiful place for people to kind of share their life story and inspire others, hopefully. So, thank yeah. You. Thanks, no, Lance. I really <laughs> appreciate it. It wouldn't be what it is without you all. So, feeling very grateful. <laughs> <laughs> cool.